in doing that on scale, I've recognized that as an entrepreneur starts to elevate and uh, have find themselves with a self-managing business, they start to get curious about what they want in life, what their entrepreneurial identity and journey looks like. And I found myself doing entrepreneurial life coaching, which is fascinating because I too am on my entrepreneurial life journey of discovery. And so I love that because I grow with them, very humbly confident, knowing what I know, but open to their learning and absorbing that as well. So, wow, Jared, I am, I am 100% um, aware now of why Renee was on your list for the 150 cast. Yeah, she's a beast, right? She, she is a beast. And you know, what was interesting is like, we didn't give her, we didn't give her like a run of show. We didn't give her questions. No. Um, we didn't even really give her an idea of what the questions were going to be and her ability to speak, uh, to think on her feet, to speak um, from her experience impromptu and really connect the dots on things was, was amazing to me. I think, I think she just, I think Renee speaks her truths and very um, authentically. So it's easy. It, it appears easy for her to speak with so much um you know, uh, passion and, and earnestly, like she just, she loves what she does. Yeah. I think that really came across. I'm excited for people to hear this today because, um, you know, there were two or three points where I know she was, um, she was speaking and I thought in my head, like I've had that feeling before, or I've had that intuition before, and I was never able to 100%. articulate, I, like I couldn't articulate it, but she like said it yeah. perfectly. I felt like there were things she said that um, really spoke to me on a personal level. And I think a lot of our listeners may find that her story and, and this podcast do that for them as well. A hundred percent. It's a, it's a great, it's a great starting point um, for the, for the show. Yeah. So sit back, relax, um, listen to 150 cast. You're going to get a lot out of the show with Renee and uh, we can't wait to hear your thoughts. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 150 cast. I'm Mark Coxon, and I am here this morning with Jared Hillman. How are you, Jared? Doing fantastic. I am doing fantastic as well. As everyone knows, the 150 cast is our, our special project, our project where we are looking to get 150 different guests onto the podcast to increase our networks in a very, very strategic way. And I'm excited because this morning, um, our guest is from your part of the list of 150 people. She is. Yep. And so since she is from your part of the list, I wanted to let you um, say a couple words and introduce her this morning. So that's, that's how we're going to do this, Mark. We're just going to jump. We're going to jump right into it because limited time, obviously. This is, so, this is 30, 35 minutes, Jared. Nobody wants to hear us, about, hear us talk about traffic on the twos and sevens. It, the, the roads are clear in Winnipeg. That's all I know. They're not That's out right. here and they are up that there. Is where I am. Uh, that is where I am temporarily. Um, well, great. Yeah, let's get into the guest. Um, so the guest that we brought on on our very first episode with a guest on the 150 cast, which either has to be um, incredibly honoring or terrifying. It depends on which way this goes. 
Um, but our first guest is Renee Russo, if I said the last name right. Not the actress, not to be confused with the, well, what would you call her? The, the actress, I suppose, uh, the Lethal Weapon actress I, I know her as. Um, but Renee Russo is a old friend, I would call her, that I met a number of years ago now, probably three or four years now, um, in a business group, at which time she was presenting to our business group um, on the EOS system. Um, for those of you that don't know, which I, I've talked about extensively just on different, different shows I've been on, which is the Entrepreneurial Operating System. And it is a methodology on kind of how to conduct your business, how to achieve results, um, how to hold people accountable and how to elevate uh, those around you is kind of a quick summary of it. Um, my personal business runs on it. That's how I met Renee on it. However, that was, like I said, three or four years ago. So I am going to bring Renee in and we're going to have Renee update us to where she is now. But before we do that, I do want to start with why I wanted Renee on the show and why she's an incredible person, because I think it's, 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 it's fun for people to know that Renee is a powerhouse. If you follow her on social media, if you can find her on LinkedIn, she is the epitome of entrepreneur to me. Um, she's fit. She is incredibly intelligent. She is um, driven. She is active. She runs her own business. And she's, she's everything that you imagine um, a social media entrepreneurial influencer to be, but she actually is. And so um, anyways, I'd like everybody to welcome Renee. And Renee, um, so say, Renee, say hi to our, our massive worldwide audience. Good day, everybody. <laughs> and, and Renee, why don't you update us on where you are now? Because like I said, when, when we first met, you were kind of just, just the EOS um, coach. Um, at the time. And so what are you doing now? Well, thank you, Jared, for the tee up. And it's funny how we say we've been longtime friends for, for four years. You know, growing up, longtime <laughs> friends were like 10 years, 15 years. And now with the rate of change and movement of people and transition between careers and opportunities, your four years is a long time. So thank you for recognizing that. When we met, I was beginning my entrepreneurial journey and carving myself out of the, I would say, shadow of a wingspan of a very close entrepreneur that at the time was my husband. Uh, and when we met, I was out on my business development road trip, uh, delivering talks, drumming up. Uh, conversations and interest in doing business better because I had firsthand used this playbook, this practical proven playbook to turn our family business around. And so I was on a mission to share that with as many people as possible all across Canada, including Regina and Winnipeg and a lot of other places that many Canadians themselves have not even been to. Since then, I continue to do that and sharing on mass my love and passion for doing business better uh, because I recognize the value of doing business better for my family, for my life and well-being and all of the lives of the humans that uh, worked with us in our business. So sharing that passion still across the country, working with uh, in the range of 30 entrepreneurial businesses in Western Canada to help them implement these tools and disciplines that I talk so widely about. 
in doing that on scale, I've recognized that as an entrepreneur starts to elevate and uh, have find themselves with a self-managing business, they start to get curious about what they want in life, what their entrepreneurial identity and journey looks like. And I found myself doing entrepreneurial life coaching, which is fascinating because I too am on my entrepreneurial life journey of discovery. And so I love that because I grow with them, very humbly confident, knowing what I know, but open to their learning and absorbing that as well. And more recently, with the rate of transaction and sale of people exiting businesses, acquiring businesses, the concept of exit planning uh, has come up time and time again. And what I've discovered is that very few entrepreneurs, I would say in the range of 90% of entrepreneurs, are underprepared for a potential transition at a future date, whether they transition their business to their employees, to their family, or they take it to the market. And the opportunity to maximize their potential to truly harvest their investment at that time is very much driven by what they do now in terms of right. building value in a business. So I continue to do EOS and speak widely about it. Um, work with clients, entrepreneurial life coaching, and exit planning is my new path of passion. It all comes around, uh, comes down to entrepreneurial wraparound solutions so that you and I get to live the life we were born to have. And that's it. How do you like that term, Mark? How do you like the entrepreneurial life journey? I, I love it. I think one of the interesting dynamics um, that Renee nodded to is this idea that she's a coach, but she's still a player, right? Renee, you're, you're still in the game yourself. And so not only are you able to share your mindset and your methodology, but as you're speaking to people, you said, you know, you're taking in some of their learning, right? Like you're not in a position where you um, are just speaking down knowledge to someone you're, you're absorbing, right. And you're growing within this journey. And I love this idea. You know, I, I've heard a lot of this new, um, you know, new leadership is lead, lead, right? Like you lead the employee, you let the employee lead you with some of their special skill sets and knowledge as well. And this idea of, of doing what you're doing as a coach, but also still playing the game yourself is just insanely interesting to me. What, what has been one of the, if you could think of like one of the best learnings you got from someone that you didn't know you were going to get, like you went into coach and someone shared something with you, no specifics, <laughs> No specifics, I but would just say like the lesson. I, I have up to sometimes 15 conversations okay. in a day. And every single one of them, there is a learning piece, a discovery that both the individual that I'm talking with and myself are like, whoa, that just happened. I have chills up my spine right now. This happens every single conversation. If we show up, we are truly open and we are paying attention. They happen all the time. I've discovered across the board that often we teach what we need to know and giving myself permission to not knowing everything, but being in that developmental teaching guiding space, I simultaneously am learning what I need to know. And I trust universally that the right learnings will happen in that moment. 
yesterday I was talking to a leader and she's just banging her head against the wall, a CEO of a family owned uh, 150 employee company out of Calgary, banging her head, her head against the wall. Her t- leadership team are just not rising. They're not meeting her expectations and she's finding herself carrying everything, carrying them, carrying all the problems. And we went down the conversation of stepping back from that, getting curious and putting herself in the position of being the head coach of coaches. What would a head coach do in this situation? They wouldn't say, oh, well, I'll, I'll take the Fords. You don't have to be the head coach of the Fords on the hockey team anymore. I'm going to do it for you. The, the co- head coach would say, sounds like you're having some challenges. What it, what's going on? What do you need from me? And what are you going to do next? And so in the gift of empowering her leaders to be the coach of their own teams, she was able to shift the landscape. And the next day, yesterday morning, I mean, this morning I got a text, I've had an epiphany, it works. Simple shifts in the way we see things. And as a coach, if I'm not looking at it through their eyes and helping them shine a light on the opportunity, it's a miss for everybody because in that opportunity, we both learn. I, I love that. I, I, my follow on to that is, is, is interesting because you're this idea of openness of coming without expectation, number one. Um, but also being able to come in with fresh eyes, right. Um, to be, to come in with intention into this, into this interaction. Um, you know, I, I gave a workshop last week and one of the things that one of the first things I did was, you know, I, I played a clip of Free Guy and said, many of us go through our lives as non-playing characters, just repeating the same things we do every day without intention. And just, we figure out 20 years later, like what happened? Like, well, how did, how did I get to this point? What do you think it is in your, in your personality? What, what is it inside you that allows you to come fresh, to come with intention? I mean, what made you like, for me, like when I know Jared's probably going to ask this, but you know, there, there has to be some personality trait or some mindset or routine that you have to do in order to make sure that you are coming with your full self open all the time. Where do you think that comes from? I just want to, I want to add to that before you answer Renee, because that's exactly where I was going to Mark was every time I've ever heard Renee speak or uh, send any message out, it's always just filled with her passion to help others and to um, see others succeed. And so you're right in line where I was going to is, yeah, and and hopefully this doesn't hijack your question, but it is, where do you think that that passion and that mindset comes from? Like, were you, were you just born that way, Renee? Did you just come out ready to run? Uh Well, way to go for layering questions. So my brain is trying to keep up with everything that's just happened and trying to ensure that I answer it all. Um, But I'll go to the end and then I'll come back to the, how I stay in that space. So I was born a highly aware, overachieving, people-pleasing perfectionist from the minute I was born. Okay. As a child, I was basically guiding my family, you know, running family events, leading always. And I was hyper aware of the needs and expectations of other people. And so I unfortunately had many experiences, three pinnacle ones I can recall, where I overworked and I burnt myself out and I fell. And I was academically surged 
and then had a breakdown in grade 12 and professionally surged out of my career at KPMG and completely broke and lost my way again. Surge in marriage, I'm gonna make this work, I'm gonna crack the code, I'm gonna be the best and crashed again. And at the end of that, looking back on all those failures and all the crashing and the burning, I realized that the only thing that I had not given a go yet was just being me. I had tried to measure up to the expectations of other people and my overzealous need to please them so many times over and over. And then as my marriage fell apart, I, I could see it was happening that way. I recognized that I had no one left to please, no one left to try to be other than me. And then I started to ask those questions, who am I? What am I about? Why am I here? And coming to the terms, uh, coming to terms with the fact that I am enough just as I am. Just opening up every day with the permission to be me and open to what I'm going to learn today, knowing in the hard things as well as the success, in the peaks and the falls, I am learning and progressing as a person. And so the permission, the openness and willingness to just be me and be enough and knowing that the universe around me, the people, the conversations will unlock the learning at the foundation, trusting myself has been the most amazing discovery. And it just fuels me. I wake up every day open, willing to be me and be enough and trust that I've got what it takes to move forward in my life. I love that. I love that permission to be yourself, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's such an amazing thing. And I, I think I've, I think I know me personally in my professional life, there've always been these little goals that have been set um, and you attain them and then it's maybe it's not fulfilling and then you find the next one and you attain it and it's not fulfilling and you move and and you start shifting and moving spots or or changing directions back and forth and i think it's because the compass wasn't set on what i love but what on on what i wanted to accomplish next and i love this idea of of really getting down to what do i like to do who am i and how do I, how do I best honor that on a daily basis? Right. And it feels selfish, you know, as a born people pleaser, it feels really selfish. But then I realize when I serve and honor myself, I show up with more to give in the world. And I've learned now to also um, focus on the gains, the small gains every day, rather than living in this gap. And this is, I learned this from Dan Sullivan's work at Strategic Coach. Uh, living rather than living in the gap of where I aspirationally want to be or where I think other people need and want me to be and living in that gap that I'm not good enough and nothing's working and it's not on track, but focusing more on being in the present, measuring my progress back and recognizing the small gains. And uh, it's been a game changer for me. That's great. So how do you mean, how do you maintain it? How do you, I mean, you had this realization and and uh, how do you how do you keep track of that? Mm -hmm. You know, like I, I say that, you know, pain recovery is a lifelong journey. Re recovery <laughs> is a lifelong journey. Um, and so I've learned that as humans, we are really hardwired for habitual 
living very basic at the foundation no matter what clothes we wear cars we drive how much makeup and botox we have we are at the foundation just human and a part of being human for me means doing what i love with people i love taking care of my health and focusing on some basics every day and one thing is i used to jump out of bed keen to make maximize every minute of the day and who am I going to help today and what am I going to do and now I slow it down and I decide I, I take what's going in my around in my head I move what matters out I bring what matters yeah what doesn't matter out what does matter in set some intention for the day give myself permission to be me and I go in the day more mindful I holistically exercise sleep positive relationships I have reduced all the inputs in, into my life. I don't have television. I haven't had it for almost two and a half years. I uh, don't do things that don't make me better. So I remove myself from a lot of social behavior, like drinking and things like that. Uh, and I just focus on the really basics and uh, the foundational principles of being human. And they serve me well. I think I think that that level of discipline is like something that I think a lot of people strive for, but it's just, it's incredibly hard to, to kind of achieve that level of discipline that you just described. How do you, when people come to you for coaching or, um, you know, just your mentorship and, your, and, and, and the coaching that you provide, where do you, how do you even start that, that path with someone to help them kind of recognize all of, like you said, you, you've eliminated inputs in your life. How do you, how do you start to help people recognize the amount of, um, I, I'll call it garbage, that we naturally just take in every day and you've cleansed a lot of that and, and, and positively. So how do you even start convincing or not, not convincing, but helping people convince themselves that they need to do that? Yeah. First of all, I, I never try and set myself as an example for people because, and I just want people uh, to recognize what we need to honor ourselves I was coaching my son. He had a public speaking event, a two-minute presentation on a day that I had a 45-minute presentation to 500 people, and he was doing a two-minute presentation to 10 people, and he was equally as petrified as I was. Sure. And we just focused on what really is the most important thing he can do to set himself up for success. One thing, and he might fail, but doesn't mean he's a failure there's lessons that are going to take place. And every day, whether you're doing a big thing or just living life, you will have some successes. You will have a lot of failures and you are not a failure. But what you control is how you show up and what you do. You cannot be all things, be perfect and do all things and always guarantee you're going to succeed. But you can control the one thing you're going to do to set yourself up for success. So rather than trying to measure up, you're coaching the people that I'm talking with about focusing on one thing that you're committed to doing a better job at. And what happens is no matter what realm that is, I've got one person who's got so many professional things coming up, but the one thing that she's decided she's going to do is exercise three times a week for 30 minutes. And she texts me every time she does, because then it pushes me to exercise, which is great but she's just going to one thing. And what's happening is that that improvement in her health is translating to a lift in other areas of her life because she's just focusing on that one thing. 
Right. And progress is really just about basic incremental movements forward. Do more of what moves us forward rather than what moves us back. Yeah, I, I love that. And I like, I like the idea of not setting yourself as an example, because I think the, the, the main part of what you said was you took away the things that were not helping you. And for some people, that may be different things. There may be things that help them that don't help you. But the, the point is to be conscious of your intake and your output and make sure that if you are ingesting something that's toxic, that's holding you back, that's causing you drama and problems, that maybe even though other people may handle that fine, maybe for you personally, that's something you need to eliminate, right? Like you said, you eliminated TV. I'm sure for some people, they live great productive lives and enjoy television and it doesn't, it doesn't affect their their performance, their mindset, et cetera. Um, so yeah, I like that idea of, of being conscious of these intakes and outputs and the idea of, of um, the idea of controlling what you can control. With my right? son, he just decided to articulate the, the things, the negative things that were in his head. Yep. And he literally wrote a counter statement for them at the bottom of his page. And all he did was prepare a counter statement to the doubts he had in his mind. And I have a photo of it on my phone. And he, it, the first line is, I can do this. It doesn't matter what other people think. I know this topic better than anybody else. Yeah. I am enough. That was his one thing. He just could, took control and made a counter statement for the things in his mind. He didn't practice anymore. And actually, he completely flopped. But he grew <laughs> and he made progress. It's not the outcome, it, uh, the result, it's the progress that matters. And you cannot do it all. You just need to focus on sometimes just one thing. Yeah. And when you accomplish that, at least then you're finding another thing and it's incremental. It's, it's that self-talk. And, you know, I think we're all our own worst critics, right? Like our experience to us doesn't seem novel, doesn't seem important because we lived it. And I don't know how many times I've said something that I thought was pretty basic to someone. Um, at least from my perspective, that they were like, wow, that's, that's actually something that's very helpful to me, right? And so I think it's like you said, it's, it's honoring yourself that you do have something very unique and special to offer. Um, I think it's quieting that self-talk, like you said, you, your son did by these counter statements. You know, I've, I talked to someone who said, you know, you hear this voice in your head say these things. And, and uh, she asks herself, who said that? Because many times it, nobody ever said it. She said it right? Like it was her that did it. And I have to remind uh, my daughters and my wife too, like nobody else looks at you from three inches away in the mirror. Like you're looking at your imperfections one by one in pieces from three inches in the mirror. That's not how people see you in the world, right? Like people see you as a whole. And so this, this whole idea that like, you can't overanalyze it, that, that you do need to be comfortable with those things, but also that, that they're not what people are focusing on. Right. Like, and to get hard rid to of that. Pay attention. It's really hard to pay attention yeah. to what matters because at, when we're so overwhelmed with inputs yes. on all levels, uh, it's hard to focus on what matters, but I know that where attention goes, energy flows. And so I know that in just putting your attention into one thing that is, uh, leads to positive outcomes when you put your energy into it, that's progress. So it's really about a focus and attention on positive things. That's where the energy will flow. And the more you do that, and you know, it's, it's a daily mindset shift. Uh, it's a daily practice. It's almost like living meditation 
but when you do that, when you put your attention towards something, your energy flows there. And if it's something that is positive, you get more positive results. I love that. Where attention goes, energy, energy flows, Jared. Flows. Yeah. And, you know, I was going to say that our, our, our time is coming to an end and I was going to try to draw something out of Renee. And now, I'm, now I'm contemplating even that, but I, I'm going to go for it anyways, and maybe see what, what she can, what she can throw out there. So Renee, our, our time is coming to an end here as we're, we're trying to keep things on the shorter side with our podcast. But if you, if you did have a, a very basic, simple message for everyone that was kind of going through or, or around that journey that you've gone through, what what kind of what kind of message would you pass on or what could what would you say to everyone that's about to embark on a, a very similar journey to to yourself well the reality is like when i work with businesses they say oh i want to do eos the entrepreneurial operating system i'm i'm help them see you already have an operating system in your business it's just informal you've got a way of running your business and we just don't yet have a shared playbook standard set of rules and that's why we're not getting what we want People are already on a journey that is life, right? And I really feel that the journey of life is one of self-discovery, evolving towards your future best version of yourself. And the things that happen along that journey are by design and opportunities for learning and shift and positive change. We're already on a journey. We've already embarked upon it. The minute we came out screaming, our mamas we're already here we're on a journey but we do decide the attention goes and that's where the energy will flow but the most important thing that is resonating with me at this point is that we all fail but we are not failures yeah we are falling in the pursuit of learning how to fly. And learning how to fly means giving yourself that um, recognition that you're on a journey to discover who you were born to be and rise to that potential. The failures and every moment, every day is just learning. You just need to focus on the progress towards your future best version of yourself. Yeah, I like, I, I think that's a good takeaway is that, that, um, because just because you fail and you will fail, doesn't mean you're a failure. How I'm do you like that, Mark? to fly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, I, I love it. I'm Renee. I thank you so much for getting up. Yeah. Um, it, it was an early morning. It was an early morning <laughs> shoot. I know people may be consuming this at later times in the day, but um, really thank you for getting up and spending your morning with us. I a hundred percent understand how you made Jared's list and, and uh, I am, I am super happy to get to know you this morning. So hopefully you'll accept my, my LinkedIn connection and, uh, and we can continue to, to go on the journey of life uh, together as connections. I'd really appreciate that. I would be delighted. Thank you for having me here. Thanks, Jared. Thanks, Renee. All right, everybody. This has been the 150 cast with Mark, Jared, and Renee Russo. Thanks for joining us. And we'll talk to you next time. Thank you.